This is Quizball Cast, episode 58H, 2009 Chicago Open Trash Tournament Mirror, round 10 between unrestricted free agents and Caltech. Fuck yeah. And the last round, plus one. This movie includes a note making Ron Jeremy in the end credits, presumably in reference to a scene in which a man watches The Plumber Comes to. The title action of this film is performed by a character who went on to win the Dennis Survival National titles eight years in a row. That character supposedly feels that patchouli is a way of life, not just a fragrance. One character in this film recalls dreaming about a Titanic, naked women swimming backstroke. It opens with a dream involving a pack of 26 dogs, and the central character is a recurring dream in which he oh. and the other young men rise... Waltz with Bashir? And Oh, yeah. I, 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 that that I didn't think like, yeah. this was going to be worthy of the toss-up. I've seen this. This artist's third solo, this artist's third solo LP, in which, he gets, in which he gets next to you, contains a highly novel cover of Light My Fire, in addition to the major hit Tired of Being Alone, ten points each, named the soul and R&B singer. Jordan. Albert Green. The second Al Green LP, his first on a major label, consists mostly of covers, including one of I Want to Hold Your Hand, May I Just a Philosophical Problem, posed by Nelson Goodman. What? Is that all of Meaning of Life. Green is Blues. Al Green's next album, after Al Green gets next to you, is named for the song, and Green requests that he and the addressee follow the title request, whether times are good or bad, happy or sad. I do. Alright, so let's stay together. Ten points? Yeah, zero on the bonus. Two. A recent Pittsburgh band founded by Beldizzi and Rich Jacques, which has released the album The Invisible Ocean, is named for this figure's aeroplane. A con man played by Eddie Murphy in the 1992 film The Distinguished Gentleman is named for this figure. This man announced, May the force be with you, and I invented America before giving the middle finger to the audience of Maury. That took place after Dr. Spachaman told Tracy Jordan that he was a descendant of this politician. A 2005 Christopher Hitchens... Thomas Jefferson? Ten. He said it right to Wait, how did Thomas Jefferson say? Like, no, he told Tracy Morgan that he was a uh, descendant of Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Answer the following about a perfect game and the Chicago White Sox, 10 points each. Earlier this year, this pitcher threw, threw a perfect game against Tampa Bay, Bay Rays. Yes. The White Sox were the victims of Addie Joss's 1908 perfect game. Joss was then pitching for a Cleveland franchise that was named for this second baseman who won a share of the 1910 battle title, batting title. It's like... Lajoie or something? Yeah, Lajoie. Yes. This white, the White Sox defeated this franchise behind Charlie Robertson's perfect game in 1922. This team star outfielder was allowed to, re- to search Robertson personally, but could not find means of doctoring the ball, if indeed he was doing so. Oh, this is like, team it's like, like, no, like they'd say this, like this is the first time the White Sox had a perfect game. So they beat the team though, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the National League team. I think it was the Reds. Sure, Reds. Uh, Tigers. Uh, oh, okay. okay. So. No, it wasn't in the no, playoffs. No, 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 no. This group fell into obscurity after the massive failure of the single One Sunday Morning led to the non-release of an album in which they were to bite back. Earlier, this band expanded to nine members with the addition of Mike Berkowitz and Wolfgang Meltz to form probably its worst lineup since founding members Jules Alexander and Terry Kirkman met. One song by this band discusses a woman who gives a pack of memories and lets them see reality, rendering the singer's empty cup as sweet as the punch. The opening, this opening... Association. Ten. He played Pennsylvania's John Dickinson in HBO's Don Adams. Ten points each. 
named this actor who appeared in a film in 2008 as a Canadian tourist in in Bruges. Uh, what's it called? It's, uh, it's Colin Firth. Colin Firth? Uh, Ivanek. Ivanek won an Emmy for playing Ray Fisk, a lawyer who commits suicide in the first season of this cable drama which yeah. stars Glenn Close. Oh, damages. Mm-hmm. Ivanek appears on the first season of 24 as a member of this evil Balkan clan. His father, Victor, was played by Dennis Hopper. It's Colin Farrell in, in Bruges. Um, Yes, please. The uh, the LVX. They want just the Drazos with the Drazens. Yeah. Oh Drazos. yeah, the Drazen, Victor Drazen. That's on It wasn't Colin Firth in the movie. It was Colin, Colin Farrell. Oh, same thing. Yeah, I know. Okay. Four. Her game suffered after the divorce of her father, Wink, a former Olympic volleyball player, and her mother, Anne. But she got back into shape thanks to the training regime put, imposed on her by Robert Bantoff. In 2008, this athlete won New Zealand's ASB Classic before getting smoked by Maria Sharapova in the second round of the Australian Open, but went on to tie a record held by Virginia Wade at a tournament in Memphis. In 2005, Serena Williams beat her in the finals of the Australian Open, the first Grand Slam final she had made since the 2000 U.S. Open. She won the last of her three Grand Slam titles at the 2000 Australian Open, where she defeated Martina Hingis, 10 points, and was winner of the gold medal at the 1996 Olympics, top-ranked women's tennis player in 2004 and 2005. Are... I think five, oh, and arguably the greatest American woman tennis player since Chris Everett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. You suck at tennis. Venus Williams? Uh, Lindsay Denport. Denport. Oh, yes. There's way too oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's, what's this arguably crap when you have the Williams sisters there? Yeah. That's, that's rather... Toss up. Besides them. <laughs> five. This character's comments in the basement, uh, basement on the tribal qualities of hip-hop music lead a bystander to note that this character is using Descartes' philosophy to say she's down with the music. She spends part of her considerable fortune to rebuild a bridge to Huntsville, West Virginia, and she kills Pam Noonan at the checker box after Pam interrupts her rendition of Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. She also hotwires a cell phone to a car horn after falling victim to the grave digger, grave digger together with a co-worker who is the sole heir of the cantilever group. Another of her co-workers makes a scent of dentures out of human canines for a cannibal serial killer known as Gorgamon. She works at the Jeffersonian Institute along... Bones? Yes. Or oh. temperance oh. Yeah, Good thing I didn't get burned with <laughs> Name these radio com- ten points each. Name these radio comedians who got first billing in doubly eponymous shows. Oh Spatriloquist appeared on the Chase and Sanborn Hour with such dummies as the stupid Mortimer Snurd and the wisecracking Charlie McCarthy. His daughter played Margaret Bourke White in the film Gandhi. Oh, so it's not Chapter Well, if his daughter's in Gandhi, then he's got to be pretty old. So I, I have no idea. Oh, I have done him. Bergen. This Jim Jordan character lived next door to Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve in Wistful Vista. Jim's real-life wife, Marion, portrayed this character's wife, Molly. Smith. Yes. This man interacted with music director R.D. Shaw, announced, oh. announcer Bill Goodwin, and his neighbors Blanche and Harry Morton on a radio show that closed with him telling his wife goodnight. Say goodnight, Gracie. Oh, it's George Burns. Okay. Burns. Ten. Six. This artist complained, I can't believe in anything, I know that Mary lied, in the song Are Never Gonna Be the Same, which was the final track on a 2004 solo album. This artist observed, if I was the battle, baby, you won the war, on a single from the album Hold On To Me, though the single Mono got somewhat more acclaim. Both these songs come from the, um, this artist's album, America's Sweetheart. This artist was the lead singer of a group which had success with the song Teenage Whore from the 1991 album, which was pretty on the inside. 
The singer is better known for proclaiming, I'm Miss World, Somebody Kill Me, in a track from Live Through This, which came out days after her husband's death, and points him as one-time singer for the group Hole, who was married to Kurt Cobain. Love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Name these artists who have immortalized the Bronx in song, ten points each. This rapper who described a DJ who was up in the Bronx where people are fresh in one song, while he wrote about a man who can't explain to the IRS why he claimed his cat in the classic The Breaks. Oh, that's Curtis Blow. Whoa. Yes. Bronx Tale led off his 1995 album Jealous One's Envy, in which he has followed with such albums as Me, Myself, and I, which featured the hit oh. Make It Rain. Oh, no, it didn't make it rain. Oh, uh, just a common expression of it. please? No. Time. It's Fat Joe. Oh, yeah. The 2000 album Private Personal Parts included Back to the Bronx, though they are best known for, the, for an album deemed illegally obscene, as nasty as they want to be. Two Life Crew. Yeah. Point. This phrase appears along with a photo of planet Earth on the cover of a 1989 album by thrash band Nuclear Assault. This phrase also names a recent novel in which Charlotte O'Keefe contemplates suing the woman who is both her best friend and her own OBGYN after her daughter Willow is born with osteogenesis imperfecta. In addition to that work by Jody Picoult, that phrase, this phrase names a 1977 film about a CB radio about CB radio, which was directed by Jonathan Demme. A notable song with his title asserts that the singer has been beat up and battered around, observes that everybody's got somebody to lean on before inviting someone to put your body next to mine and dream on, and points to this three-word phrase which names the first track from the first Traveling Wilburys album, instruction which may have be often found on delicate packages. Handle with care. Good knowledge of packages. The plot of the film revolves around the difficulty in covering up the murder of child molesting Paco by the main character. He points each in this film in which Raimunda stokes business at a restaurant by singing the title song. Um, title song? Uh, no, that's part oh, okay. Hello, Dolly. Answer, please. Hello, Dolly. Volver. was written and directed by this man who also created a Labyrinth of Passions and The Flower of My Secret. It's, it's, uh, it's not in a it's like other guy. Um, Del Toro. Is he French or? No, no he's in Spanish. Spanish. Uh, Del Toro. Del Toro. Yes, please. Del Toro. Almodovar. Raimunda, the main character in Volver, was played with this actress who portrays Lena in the recent Broken Embraces. Cruz. This franchise broke a color barrier in 1969 by hiring John McClendon as its coach, as he was the first African American head coach in its league two years before joining its current league. This franchise changed to its current name because its former name was already already in use. Two years after that, a player from this team lost the league scoring title on the final day of the season, when George Gervin's 63 points were enough to overcome the 73 dropped by David Thompson. The Nuggets. Just missed power. That's because David Thompson was good. Yeah. With medical students like Suhir Potru, it's... uh, it's no wonder why so many Michigan State footballers find easy access to drugs. Names and players, 10 points each. The starting quarterback missed part of the 2002 season with cocaine nose, but was welcomed back to the team by Coke Lovin coach John L. Lewis and made the Rams roster for a season. Steph Smoker, appropriate name. Uh, yes. They have Jeff Cox Smoker. <laughs> this former Spartans whiteout probably smoked some of OJ Santiago's Stiggy Chiba in 2001, or recently fucked his career by shooting himself in the leg. Yeah. Covers. The Sparty kicker from 1996-2000 verified rumors that he regularly got liquored up and took baseball bats to mailboxes during his time in East Lansing. This man with an unorthodox corkshoe kicking motion now allegedly runs a camp in Costa Rica. Jose uh, Cortez. 
No, you know, she can stay for four years. I guess he could have. Sure. Jose Cortez? It's Paul Edinger. Oh. oh. There's I mean, it's really hard to, like, differentiate the kicking stuff. for a while. Nine. The first name was a, the, this first name was the title of a 90s TV series on the BBC in which Michael Elphick played the owner of a news agency in Darlington, who would stop at nothing to get stories to sell to the papers. On the sitcom Home Improvement, this was the first name of a man who was married to Dolores. That character was played by Blake Clark and ran the hardware store where Tim Allen spent way too much time. This is also the first name of the character played by James Raymar on Dexter. That character is the title character's adoptive father, and Dexter follows a code. Harry. Code of Harry. Harry's hardware store. Answer the following with the work of Jeff Johns. Ten points each. Um, in 2007, Johns helped launch a new series about this vain hero whose real name is Michael Carter, who often accompanied, who was accompanied by a small floating robot named Skeets. Is vain hero? Vain. Is vain hero? Floating robot? It's like some anime thing, I mean? Yeah. No. I don't know. Answer, uh, it's Booster Gold. Oh. Johns was responsible for the relaunch of this DC Comics group, whose new incarnations in Incarnation includes Wonder Girl, a Beast Boy, and Kid Flash. That's like the Teen, Teen Titans, Titans, right? Teen Titans. And his work, yes, and his work on a series about the rebirth of this figure, Johns brought Hal Jordan back to the battle of the evil Parallax. Yeah, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Twenty. Yeah, that was pretty easy. Twenty. Kind of pulled Ten. One novel feature. One novel feature of the song's recording was a response to Wilson Pickett's sound achieved by Geoff Emmerich through the use of a polarity inverted loudspeaker in Rickenbacker bass. The song was an attempt to use only one chord in the verse, though that failed, as some verses contain a latent version to C, followed by a chorus that, like the third movement of Mahler's first symphony, is based on Frere Jaca. The original cover for the single of this cover uh, the original cover for the single of the song would later be used for a compilation album, and featured the band in butcher smocks covered with raw meat and decapitated baby dolls. The title object of this song is apparently based on a work of Edward Lear, it can be make a, can make a million for you overnight, as a dirty story of a dirty man. Paperback writer? Mm-hmm. Oh, Beatles. Really? That was a cover of it? Crazy. The title character realizes that Roger Podacker was murdered and later tracks down Ray Finkel, who harbors a grudge against an NFL great, 10 points each, in the 1994 film, which featured the talent of Sean Young and Tone Locke. NFL great. Um, uh, screw you, Dan Marino. Uh, Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. That just came to me right when you said Dan Marino. Earlier in the 90s, Sean Young started with Matt Dillon in this film, based on an Ira Levin novel. In it, she played the daughter of the wealthy Thor Carlson, played by Max von Sydow. Oh, thanks, Max. Um, so this isn't Wall Street or... Yes, please. Wall Street. It's A Kiss Before Dying. Young was originally slated to play this role in Tim Burton's Batman, but after she injured herself in a horse riding accident, Kim Basinger got the part. Oh, it is? No, 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 Kim Basinger. Who else is Who's Kim Basinger? She's just a girlfriend. Michelle Peck would play Catwoman, so it's someone else. Who's the girl? Catwoman. Vicky Vale. Who's Vicky Vale? Catwoman, sorry. The half, I have 165 for 30. Yep. Alright, that's a blow. This man played quarterback for Baldwin Wallace College, and he served as running backs coach for Keith Byers the year Byers finished second in the Heisman voting. This man's first bowl game appearance as a head coach was a 31-28 loss to South Carolina in the Outback Bowl. He has coached players such as Will Smith and Nick Mangold in his current position. Trestle? Yes. Will Smith does defense. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was on the last day. Its first single was French Navy, and also includes the tracks as Honey and the Sun, and points each in this 2009 album, whose title track repeatedly notes, I don't want to be sad again. Um, I don't want to be sad Happy. I don't know. Relapse. My Moblin Career. My Moblin Career is the latest release from the Scottish band, which has long labored in the shadow of Bell and Sebastian, despite the success of Let's Get Out of This Country. So Arctic Monkeys are from there. Yeah. Could be them. Arctic Monkeys? Camera Obscura. My Modern Career also features a song with this name, which is presumably a tribute to this Manchester band, best known for their hit, Laid. Laid? Uh, well, what's the easy one? This part. Um, so, this is something famous. Uh, Manchester? Answer, please. No. James. He wrote about a New York cab driver named Patrick Coyne, who wouldn't let, his, who wouldn't let him pay for a ride in the ta- cab driver and the gold necklace, which appears in his book Common Nonsense. He wrote about his coming of age during World War II in a book which features a foreword by Tom Brokaw, My War, and wrote about sub- such subjects as the sports fan and daily life in his recent Out of My Mind. 1990, he was suspended from his best-known job after the advocate quoted his assertion that black people had watered down their genes because the less intelligent ones are the ones that have the most children. He started that job in that job in 1978 when Point Counterpoint was replaced with a segment known as A Few Minutes. And Point is a curmudgeonly writer who can be seen on Sunday nights babbling about. Uh, Rooney? Yes. Was that the guy on 60 Minutes? Yeah. No. Think about peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus. A popular movement arose to keep the Dolores Clayman and Howard Cable theme song to this program. Even though it was replaced in 2008, Ten Points Each, this ridiculous commentary and wardrobe of Don Cherry is an integral part of the CBC sports broadcast. Oh, it's... Uh, hockey, sports night. Night. Hockey, hockey, hockey Night in Canada. Hockey Night in Canada. Yes. Uh, Don Cherry's analysis is presented in this segment, in which he debates with Ron McLean. Uh, Dear Coach's Corner. Dear Coach's Corner. Oh, uh, no, it's Coach's just, Corner. The propaganda song is Dear Coach's Corner. Yeah. Fuck. Um, examples of the long-legged alleged pro-Maple Leafs bias in the show include showing a tribute to the Leafs' Ty Domi instead of a ceremony for this Canadian's great after his 2006 death. Nicknamed Boom Boom, some claim that this man invented the slap shot. He died in 2006. Well, I mean, it's Richard died or something? Probably not. He probably died much earlier. Oh. But go with it. Richard? Um, Bernie Jeffrion. Wow. Old hockey. When am I going to get to that all again? 13. An Indonesian version of it features Peter, Peter Gonta, who employs the snappy catchphrase Anda Saya Pekat, the implausibly named Tokyo sex whale, who was once imprisoned on Robben Island with Nelson Mandela, was essentials of the South African version of it, while Roberto Justus had been seen on the long-running Brazilian variant. In America, a recent installment of it saw Roxanne Wilson and Lee Billingstock fail to triumph, while an episode called Backs Against the Walmart helped propel Sean Jazbeck to victory. Earlier champions included Kendra Todd and Season 1 winner... The Apprentice. And oh. I had no idea there was an okay. Indonesian was Apprentice. Yeah. Brain versus... Two! Since you already know about the Jets and Raiders, answer the following about adaptations of Heidi, unrelated to football. Oh my each. god. The infamous version of Heidi featured this man as Heidi's grandfather. With the Best Actor nomination for Morning Becomes Electra, he may be best known for his children, Vanessa, Lynn, and Corrin. Vanessa, Lynn, Corrin... Uh, Redgrave, then? Okay. Redgrave? Yes. This Rat Pack member voiced Red Head Rat in the animated Heidi. They also starred in One More Time. It's probably Joy Bishop, because he's the wacky one. Bishop? Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. This woman played blind Anna in the original Heidi, but made a career playing strict, stuffy old woman in Shirley Temple movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about that? Um, Agnes Moorhead. Helen Wesley. Ten. 
Wow. Yeah. Improve our bonus conversion. That's the hard bonus. I mean, I mean, this is where they stuck all the hard bonuses. These last year. Rat oh, it is round 10. It's a rat. One song about creating these items features a character named Pixel claiming that it's just like science before just before warning is against deviating from the book to prevent these items from ending up crazy are issued Kick. 15. What is it? It's uh, the Lazy Child song How to Make a Cake. Oh, cake okay. shit. <laughs> the remix of that song is hilariously funny. Oh, yeah. Wow. With, uh, they, with yeah. Bill John's remix of it or like they, that they splice in with it. If you've never seen it, you should see it. Um, the premise of this game is remarkably similar to real life. Outrace fellow motorcyclists, possibly by beating them to death, to earn cash to buy better motorcycles. Yep. In this game in which reversing the order of the last five characters of the initial key from 000KU to UK000 nets you $10 million. Road Rash. The Road Rash was initially released on this motor Ola 68K based platform. I think I had this game. Do you have this version of it? Sure. Like that. Engage. Uh, Sega Channel, right? That's Sega Genesis. Yeah, I had it. That means I had it. Oh. I had it for the Sega Genesis. The cartridges for early unlicensed Genesis games from this publisher, Road Rash, were longer than stand, uh, standard cartridges and had characteristic <laughs> yellow tabs. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, EA. Like there would just be a yeah. random moose on the road. Hit trees and animals. And like, damn it. Yeah. I have the game. James Milliken played this man in a 1951 film about John Vickers, who was trying to get revenge on the man who killed his fiancée in a 1940 film in which Raymond Massey played abolitionist John Brown and Errol Flynn played Confederate General J.E.B. Stewart, Santa Fe Trail. This man was portrayed by Ronald Reagan. The next year, Sidney Greenstreet appeared as Winfield Scott in a film about the life of this man, who was played by Errol Flynn. In addition to They Died With Their Boots On... Custard. Ten. Name these Led Zeppelin albums with stated number of points. Five points. 1973 studio album, The Band's Fifth, opens with The Song Remains the Same. They cover, the cover art shows a bunch of naked children clambering up the giant's causeway. Houses of the Holy. The, five. The song is Black Country Woman, The Rover, and Houses of the Holy were recorded during the Houses of the Holy sessions but appeared on this succeeding double album. I, I really don't know. That's physical graffiti. Ten. The song Your appears on physical graffiti, but was written and recorded during the sessions for this album, whose songs include Braun or Stop, Tangerine, and the Immigrant Stop song. You're going with it. Song. I don't know. Well, I don't know what um, a studio version of Willie Dixon's song, I Can't Quit You Baby, appears on Led Zeppelin's uh, debut album, but a live version can be found on this 1982 Outtakes album, which also includes Bonzo's Mon True. Live. Uh, Coda. Is that really a 5 How many points is that? Uh, zero. Okay. That was a 5 5 uh, It was 5 5 10, 10. Actually, I actually have to go now, so I'm going to leave. But, okay, okay, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Score Unrestricted Free Agents 225, Caltech Fuck Yeah 105.